Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Before we start with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about another podcast from the Virginia Realtors family, Roofline, real talk about real estate in Virginia that launched on February 17th. Join our Chief Economist, Dr. Lisa Sturdivant, and Deputy Chief Ryan Price as they discuss everything that you need to know about this housing market, from what's driving low inventory to trends in home buyer preferences. You can get Rooflines on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. So today is an extra special and interesting uh, episode. We have with us a staff person from Virginia Housing, Dan Kern. He is the business development and training manager at Virginia Housing, and he's going to help us understand maybe some of the misconceptions that people have when it comes to the Virginia Housing Loan Programs. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate you having me here today. So as you mentioned, you know, the goal of today's session is to educate listing agents, the sellers they represent, and really real estate agents in general regarding the top misconceptions about Virginia housing financing, really so that they can make educated decisions when selecting a contract to ratify. You know, the other thing I like to make people aware of is that on July 1st of 2020, the Virginia General Assembly made source of funds a protected class in the Virginia Fair Housing Act. So it's really more important than ever to review an offer based on the totality of its merits and really not just the financing type itself. And for those of you that have been living under a rock for the last almost two years now, we have lots of resources available on our website that talk about that update on source of funds. Uh, So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, um, we're not going to focus on it today, but as a great reminder, Dan, so people go check out our website if you need more information. Dan, let's talk about misconception number one, which is that buyers who apply for Virginia housing financing have no money and substandard credit histories. Is that right? Okay. Well, Laura, here's the reality behind the first misconception. We pulled data from the last two years and the median credit score for all home buyers who obtained a Virginia housing product with 689. So what that means is that half of the clients that use our products have scores below that figure, but the other half have scores above that number. And then when you really drill down even further and look at our conventional programs, the median score jumps up to 744. So that's that's really an amazing credit score. And it truly indicates a, a buyer that's well qualified. The other thing I like to point out is that we've got debt to income ratio and minimum credit score requirements in place. And that also strengthens the caliber of our clients. Now, the other part of the misconception is that Virginia housing buyers have no money. And to the contrary, many of them do have money for these transactions, but due to the low interest rate environment that we're in, they choose to use what we call OPM. All right, I'm familiar with a lot of acronyms, but what exactly is OPM? That's not one I know. All right. So OPM stands for other people's money. So, you know, we a lot of people say, well, why would I rate a retirement plan or some other liquid savings? You know, if I can finance the down payment and closing cost, or even better, get a grant from Virginia Housing to cover these items. So, you know, we often see smart buyers are reserving that liquid cash for the expenses required 
to really furnish a home and all the other things that come up after you purchase a home. Now, with that being said, we are seeing a large number of first-time buyers these days who are actually reserving that liquid cash to cover any potential appraisal gaps that may occur as a result of the bidding wars that have existed for the last two years. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate to see that, but they're trying to sock away that extra money for, you know, in case the appraisal comes in lower than the sales price. Hey, one more way to make their offers a little bit more competitive. Absolutely. All right. So let's look at misconception number two, and that is that Virginia housing transactions take longer to close than other ones. We perform continuing education for real estate agents all over the Commonwealth, and this is a topic that commonly comes up at our trainings. The reality here is that 40% of our lending partners have delegated approval authority. So, you know, what does that mean? That basically means that as soon as the lender's internal underwriting department approves a loan for a first-time buyer using our products, that loan can go to closing. We don't even see it until after closing when we're really working to purchase the loan to service in our center here in Richmond, Virginia. Now, you know, there's the delegated part, then even our non-delegated lenders on average only need an additional five to seven business days to finalize the, the approval when we have to re review the file. The other thing I like to point out is that, you know, let's say you're a listing agent, you're looking at the pre-approval letter that's coming with the contract. You know, if you, if you see the name on that uh, pre-approval letter, you can actually go to our website to see if that's one of our top producing loan officers. And that's somebody who is closing at least 20 or more Virginia housing transactions per year. That should give you a pretty good you know, sense of, of calm that the transaction is going to go smooth and with very little hiccups involved. To find a list of those lenders, you would go to virginiahousing.com slash find a lender. And smooth and low drama transactions are what everybody wants. Everybody loves those. All right. So misconception number three is Virginia housing requires additional property inspections. So there's really only one situation where we would require an additional property inspection, and that's when a buyer is looking to finance a manufactured home. You know, there's really not a lot of options for financing on manufactured homes. We are one of those, and we require a structural engineering inspection really just to make sure that the unit itself is properly attached to the foundation. Outside of that, we're following agency guidelines, just like all the other investors. There's one other thing I do want to clarify here, and that's this fact. So certain buyers, they may be obtaining down payment assistance grants through outside investors. So these are, or excuse me, outside sources. Uh, it could be housing opportunities made equal or some other source. Now that entity may require an inspection before releasing the down payment assistance funds, but we have no control over them because they are an outside uh, down payment assistance program. So I'd just like to make that clear. So it's not Virginia housing that's necessarily holding up. If there are other entities involved, they may have other requirements that sometimes you get lumped in with. Right, exactly. Okay. Next misconception. Sellers make less money when working with Virginia housing buyers. Okay. So, you know, we hear that some real estate agents think that there are extra fees that the seller has to pay when working with a Virginia housing buyer. And really, this is simply not true. Our programs are centered around the ability to reduce the funds needed to purchase a home to the absolute minimum. You know, we've got 100 or 101.5% financing programs. 
down payment and closing cost assistance grants and lender credits. And, and those items combined mean that our clients can make strong offers that don't require seller paid closing costs. And really the end result for a seller is potentially higher net proceeds than another type of financing when, when using a Virginia housing product. And we all know that sellers like more money. Dan, you mentioned down payment assistance grants in the last misconception. So that ties in really well with the next one. Virginia housing down payment assistance programs run out of money every year. Great topic right there. Now, when listing agents and sellers hear that a buyer is obtaining a grant in order to purchase the subject property, two things really run through their minds. First one would be, okay, how much extra time is going to be needed to process this grant request? But the second one, which is probably even more important, is, hey, what happens if this DPA program runs out of funds you know, during this contract process? Definitely valid concerns on both of those, but they don't apply to the down payment assistance programs that Virginia Housing offers. And that's because we actually fund our own programs internally with a portion of our net revenues. And basically to date, we have never run out of funds. So, you know, when one of our approved lending partners is offering either a plus second mortgage or a down payment assistance grant, they reserve those funds when they lock the interest rate on the first mortgage. They're approved at the same time as that first mortgage. So we make it super easy and efficient. There's no outside process involved to get those funds. All right. Well, Dan, is there any kind of last things that you want our members to know about so that they can be prepared to help their clients, whether they are a seller that's receiving an offer that has a Virginia housing program loan, or whether it's buyers who may be considering their different options for what loan programs they can use? Yeah, absolutely, Laura. You know, so I'm, I'm going to wrap up today's session with a plea to both sellers and listing agents. You know, we're in a crazy market right now. So I would just say, you know, when you're getting those multiple offers that come in, don't discount one if it references Virginia housing as the financing source. You know, let's forget about the legal ramifications of doing so reference earlier and really focus on the fact that the guidelines that we have in place, you know, mandatory homebuyer education, maximum debt to income ratios and minimum credit score requirements. They really make Virginia housing buyers more qualified than the average first time buyer. And you know, we really simply ask that you take the information presented today and use it to give that next Virginia housing contract fair consideration. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us today and helping dispel some of these misconceptions and myths about the Virginia housing program. Uh, it's been great having you on, and I'm sure that all of our listeners will very much appreciate all this information that you were able to share. Laura, we greatly appreciate you having us on the show and, and to talk more about Virginia housing. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the law and ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney license to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. 
We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2022. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazdar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.